Hello, Wisdom Seekers, and thank you for tuning in to the Wisdom Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Bell. In this podcast, we value godly wisdom, and we seek it through digging into scripture and having heart-to-heart conversations. On some episodes, you'll be hanging out with just me, and on others, I will have a guest who will give insight on their journey of faith. We are not perfect in this podcast. We keep it real while glorifying God and having fun. I'm so glad that you've joined. Now let's get this conversation started. Hello, Wisdom Seekers, and welcome to the second episode of Wisdom Seeker Podcast. Before I get started with this episode, I just wanted to say thank y'all, everyone who has supported and shared and listened and interacted um, with the social media platforms that I have, um, and just with listening to the first episode, um, it really means a lot to me uh, for everybody who has done that. Um, when I put out the first episode, like I said, I was nervous about it, um, but I know that there's something that God is stirring up inside of me, and whether this podcast is it or not, I think that um, just taking that leap of faith and seeing where it takes me um, is a beautiful journey. And so I just want to say that whenever I put it out, I was like, okay, I'm going to be fine if just two people listen. And if that's my husband and my sister, then that's okay because I'm not doing it for the viewers, really. I'm not doing it for any type of popularity. Really, the reason why I started this podcast was because I have just been so mind blown, um, just about revelations that I've received from God and from digging into His Word, and I've just been mind blown about it for the past like two years now. And if you follow me on Facebook, you know that that has came out in Facebook posts. And a lot of times, I don't even post what I like really want to say because it ends up being like a huge post, and nobody's going to read a long post like that on Facebook. So that's how this podcast came about. And so, um, again, I'm not doing this for any popularity or anything like that, but I really do, um, I really am thankful um, that I received 34 views on my last podcast. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but again, I was shooting for two views, so 34 sounds like a lot to me. (laughs) So I just want to say thank you again for the support. I know that this podcast isn't perfect, and I'm sorry if you're just trying to support me and you're having to, like, push through these things to support me. Um, Everything starts out not so good, and I think it gets better along the way. So thank you for um, just joining in on this journey with me. I really appreciate it. So... For this episode, I wanted to tell y'all a little bit about my faith journey um, and how my thoughts and my beliefs about God and Christianity have changed, Um, or maybe I should say have transformed ever since I started exploring my own faith. So I titled this episode Transformation Power because I fully believe, like, 100% believe that when we stop just dipping our toes into the idea of God, like, what do I mean by dipping my toes? I mean, going to church 
and listening to other people talk about God or living through other people's experiences with God, I kind of think of that as just kind of like dipping our toes into the idea of it. Um, But I think that like it's just really powerful and transformational when we dive all in. So what I mean by dive all in is, yeah, I still attend church, but I also have my daily walk with God. So I'm not just going to church and living off of other people's experiences with God, but I am reading His Word daily, and I'm communicating with Him daily, and I'm sharing with Him my thoughts and my fears and my dreams. I think that once we dive all in and actually start doing that, I mean, wow. I just feel like it is so powerful. Um, So when we dive all into God's Word, and kind of figure out or try to figure out who God is for not only the world, because he's very important for the whole world as a whole, but when we start digging in and finding out who he is for us individually, uh, again, I just think that just, oh my gosh, transformation beyond what we can ever even expect starts to happen. So I can already feel myself getting hyped up over here on this microphone by myself. Um, So I'm really not trying to preach to y'all today, but hey, y'all might have to get me a podium up in here because I'm getting hyped up. Um, But anyway, I do want to preface this before, again, before I even get started with the whole thing, I do want to preface this with saying I am not trying to force my beliefs onto anyone. Um, That's not the purpose of this podcast. Uh, I kind of told you what the purpose of this podcast was already, just because I have just been so mind blown and just amazed um, by who I thought God was all my life and who I'm finding out he really is. Um, So my heart behind this episode and throughout the podcast is to just share my personal experience and the experiences of others. And hopefully it will spark your interest in starting or if you've already started um, strengthening your relationship with and understanding of the Trinity, um, which the Trinity is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if all or most of what you know about God is what you've heard or what you've just been taught or what you've seen through others and just from others— then I hope that this episode challenges you to turn to the living Word of God, which is the Bible, and turn to prayer and see what you can learn directly from the source instead of just this like third-party information that basically I'm giving you right now. I hope that it sparks your curiosity to jump in for yourself and your own understanding and your own relationship. Um, because I think the truth is that you don't just get saved I'll kind of talk about how I got quote unquote saved. Um, But I don't think that you just get saved and you're automatically changed. I believe it is a daily process. And I believe that we as humans are constantly at war between the flesh and the spirit. So again, I just think it's transformational when God becomes your God instead of the God that you know from others. I think it's crazy crazy awesome (laughs) when he turns into your God and he starts becoming your source of wisdom 
and your source of peace and your source of joy. Um, So that's just kind of my heart behind this episode and honestly behind the podcast as a whole. So to tell you a little bit about my story or my faith journey, um, I have a lot of pieces of my story that I will eventually get to, but today I just want to talk about my faith journey. Um, And so I want to say that I've always grown up um, in the church. I actually think that I started going to church in elementary school regularly. Um, I went to this Southern Baptist church in middle of nowhere, Alabama, um, right there in the Bible Belt. And I was always too, just like all throughout high school. I remember as a kid um, before high school or anything like that, just elementary school, I would go to um, this camp. It was a Christian camp called Coop Camp. And we basically like um, slept in chicken coops. But, you know, they weren't really chicken. I mean, they were chicken coops, but they were, like, renovated with bedrooms and showers and all that stuff. And it was basically just a retreat where we would worship and we would learn about God and we would just spend, like, it was so fun as a child. Um, And that's actually where I got saved, quote, unquote, saved. I remember we, we were in a little old white church, very small, and... I just remember I started crying. I don't even know why I started crying. Um, But one of the counselors pulled me out and started praying with me, and I was saved, I guess. Um, But you'll come to know that I don't really think of that as um, my, I guess, introduction to um, a changed life. Um, So... That happened in elementary school, and then in high school, I was, you know, I was still in church. I want to even say I was a big part of church. Um, At one point, I, like, ran the Facebook page for my church with, like, quotes and verses and um, just stuff like that. Um, And then I was also in high school. I was in, like, church groups. We had a group called Truth where we... um, like did little skits to um, songs and stuff like that, and we went around and performed at different churches. We did prayer at the flagpole at church every morning. I mean, at school, not every morning, but we did some days do prayer at the flagpole and so on and so forth. So all that to say is I really did grow up in a Christian family with godly values, um, and I spent my whole life in the church. So my reason for kind of giving you that background is just saying I spent— so long in the church to never really understand who God is. And I think that's kind of crazy. So when you hear the term, just because you're, you go to church every week, doesn't mean you're a Christian the same way as just because you're in a garage doesn't mean you're a car. I think everybody's heard that saying before. I do think that's true. Um, Church is an amazing thing. I am not downing church at all. But what I'm trying to say, and what I even heard throughout, you know, my whole childhood, is that you have got to find your relationship with God yourself. And you have got to read the Bible yourself. And that's what people have told me all throughout my life, but I never really listened to it. I did try to read the Bible. Um, I know I said this in the last podcast, but a lot of times I just didn't really know what was going on. So... 
Um, I just want to say that I did have a Christian childhood, a Christian background, but I don't believe that I actually became a Christian until later on in my life. Um, And so I just kind of want to jump to that part. Um, When I moved to Illinois in 2019, um, it wasn't until 2020 that I guess because of the COVID lock-ins and stay-at-home orders and all of that stuff, um, I grabbed a book off my shelf. And it's a book that I have had at that point, I think I had had that book for like three years and I had never touched it. And the book was called Fresh Air by Pastor Chris Hodges. And I would honestly recommend this book to literally anybody. Um, I don't know if it was just God speaking through me to me through this book at that specific time, because, you know, he has a perfect plan for everybody. Um, but Oh my gosh, I would recommend this book to anybody. When I was reading the book, it was just like a light switch came on. And I was like, wait a second. God is not this like far off ruler that I must believe in. And I have to follow his commands because if I don't, I'll go to hell. Um, He's not that. He, in the book, uh, it was just like, uh, it was just like amazing. It was just like a light switch came on. And I feel like most Christians can tell you the time, the specific time where they were just like, wait a second, everything that I've ever thought, like my mind is just blown right now. So it went from me thinking that, again, he was just this far off person who has these rules and I better abide by them or I'm going to end up in hell or whatever. Um, and it switched my beliefs to, wow, he, he's my heavenly father, and that word father, is that, that just has a strong, I've heard it before, but when I, when I actually feel it, it, that word father just has a strong, powerful meaning to me. Um, he's patient and he desires for us to seek him. He's not this, this like far off Lord. Um, he wants us to have a relationship with him. And when we do wrong, he forgives us. And he teaches us to be holy and to be good. And to me, he's, he's my place of freedom. And when you think about freedom, a lot of people kind of think about Christianity as like maybe the opposite of freedom. Because, you know, there's all these laws um, and all these laws and rules that we have to follow. It doesn't seem like, like freedom. Um, but I just kind of want to read a of Bible verse that I was like, what? And the verse comes from Romans 13, 8, and it says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Go back and read that if you want to. Romans 13, 8. You got to meditate on that and let that sink in. But these laws that were given to us from Moses um, were not meant to, I don't think they were meant to restrict us. Um, I think what they were meant for is to create an environment in this world that allows everyone to love and to be loved. If you read throughout the Bible, the most repetitive thing that I found is the word love. And 
the Bible even like sums it up and says, hey, there is the whole law, but the main thing is to love God and love others. And somehow all this mention of love, I just, it's unfortunate to say, but I can see why people drift away from Christianity because a lot of Christians, it doesn't seem like they're operating out of love. Um, It seems a lot of times like they're operating out of judgment. But if we operate on the basis of love, to love God and love our neighbors, then really when people think about the law as restrict, restricting, all these laws as restricting, again, if we operate on the basis of love, we don't even really have to consider the law because we won't do anything that the law tells us not to do if we are doing everything out of love. So if we continue to go back to the basis of love, am I doing this out of love? Is this action coming out of love? Is me judging this person coming out of love? If if we constantly think about love and what love is, then the law will follow behind it. We don't even have to think about the law because if we're constantly checking our hearts to see if we're doing this out of love, then we're automatically going to fulfill the law. The Bible says that the law is written on our hearts when we start to follow Jesus. Um, so I just wanted to say that God's freedom, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, he, that I realized that he was, our, he was my place of freedom. He's my, my place of freedom. And isn't that what every American wants, right? But God's freedom is different from what some people think of freedom. Some people can really abuse freedom, and it turns into what God never intended it to turn into. Um, some people think that, that freedom is the ability to do whatever our flesh desires, right? But what that leads to is us using our freedom to oppress others from their freedom. And so I want to read another verse um, just about love and freedom. I mean, it comes from Galatians 5, verse 13. And it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Isn't that what everybody in in America desires? Like, I just want my freedom. I just want my freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. We were built on freedom. And it says, hey, to be children of God, you were called to freedom. Isn't that what everybody wants? Okay, and it goes on to say, only... Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. That's where we get caught up. We start doing whatever our flesh desires, only what I desire, what I want, my freedom. That's what we see as freedom. So it says, do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And I'm sorry, that kind of just blew my mind. So, if, And I know that if you're listening to this, it's probably not sinking all the way in. So Galatians 5.13, write it down, meditate on it, meditate on it later. Um, but that gets me to thinking, like, how much different would the world be if we operated out of love, not out of what I want to do, not out of what my flesh wants, Um, Not out of selfish ambitions and selfish desires, but love for everyone. What would, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? Anyway, to add on to the book, making me realize that God is our place of freedom. It also made me realize 
that he's our source he's our source of joy. We can never reach the fullness of joy without being attached to the tree of life, which God is love, God is life, like God is the source of joy and and he's our source of hope. The world I feel like would be a hopeless place without the promises that God has God has given us. Um so I just think that if we seek his ways and we seek his love and we look for evidence of his glory all around us, if we seek those things, we will find those things. And when we find those things daily, it'll transform us. How many times can I say transform in one podcast? Is anybody counting? But (laughs) it'll transform us and it'll make us want to live a life of humility and love. If you read the stories of the Bible, they're all based on humility and and love. And I feel like if we all lived a life of that, of humility and love, then the world would just ultimately be a, a better and more beautiful place because of it. And so here's the thing. I think that God create. I know. Sorry, there's not a shadow of a doubt. God created this world. He created it. Okay? I don't believe in no Big Bang Theory. If you look at creation and you look at animals and you look at people and just how we were so perfectly designed, I don't think that there's... I'm sorry. I do not think it was just some accident. Like, somebody thoughtfully created each thing on Earth. And I just think it's so beautiful. Like, just start paying attention. Um... But anyway, so God created this world and he created humans. And so since he's the one who created us, he's the one that knows exactly what we need to reach our full potential, right? So he also knows the things of this world that will harm us and the things of this world that will take us to a place of darkness. And if we're in that place of darkness that keeps us from living in the full glory that he created us to live in. So, again, while I'm reading this book, my mind switched from, oh, to be a Christian, there are just all these laws that I have to follow so that I can obey this ruler called God, and I'm losing my freedom to choose to do whatever I want to do. Like, right, i got to follow these laws. Um, But the truth is, God made all of these laws in love, right? Because he, again, he knows what harms us because he created us. And think about it. It's like, it's like your parents putting down rules or guiding you and telling you what you can't do, right? So think about your parent when you're a child telling you that you can't touch the stove when it's hot. But gosh, when I'm a kid, I really want to touch that stove, why is my mom being so mean and telling me I can't touch that stove? Right? That's how we think. I feel like that's how we think about some some of the other laws. And but instead, it's not your parent isn't making that rule just because they want to have some type of control over you. Um it's because they know the consequences of that action and that in the end it's going to hurt you. And so I have another episode in which I'm going to kind of dig deeper into the commandments and the law that was given. And instead of looking at those as things that we have to just blindly obey, 
um, we look at them as coming from a place of love, not of a place of obligation to obey. So um, that'll be on another episode. But again, while reading this book, my mind just switched from looking at God as a ruler to looking at him as a loving and heavenly father. And that he doesn't see us as the world sees us, right? This is another thing that I just think is so important. He doesn't see us as the world sees us. And I wish that the world could see us people as God sees people because he sees us through his unconditional fatherly love. And I just want to say for those people who might be listening who may not have a good example of a father here on earth, think of what you would expect or desire from a father um, who, who would do you know the right job. So think of what, what would you expect or desire from, from an earthly father if you don't have a good example of one. And I can guarantee you that if you're thinking of all these good things that a father can offer you, God can be that. God can be that good, loving Father. God is that good, loving Father. He entrusts earthly fathers to us on earth, but He is ultimately our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Right? So, God looks at us and He says, no matter, because He's a Father, right? And so think about, He says, no matter what mistakes we make, He opens up his arms and he always allows us to come back home. That's just one of his characteristics. He's quick to forgive because, again, he doesn't view us by our actions or our mistakes. If you think about how people view other people, it's usually by their actions, by their mistakes, by their accomplishments. We view them based on their actions. But God doesn't view us that way. He looks at our hearts. And he forgives our wrongdoings because he knows that with a little love and a little guidance, we can become brand new creations. And so if you look at the life of Jesus, he saw promise in the unqualified. If you go back and look at the stories in the Bible, God and Jesus, when he was on earth, saw promise in people who were unqualified in the broken people, in the people that society looks at as inferior. So it gets me to thinking, what if we were the generation or the generations that are living right now that said, we're not going to follow the way that the world views other people. We're going to live like Jesus. Because I feel like in this life, as a society, We judge people by their appearances, and we judge them by their accomplishments, and we judge them by their mistakes, like I said earlier. And those are some silly things to judge people off of. And if you read the Bible, it says that over and over and over again. And so what begins to happen when we we judge people based off their appearances and their accomplishments and their mistakes, what begins to happen is we begin to form our identities— And the way we view other people based off of their actions and not their hearts. And so this is when judgment starts to creep in. This is when we start judging people because we're not looking at their hearts. We're looking at their actions. 
So we either judge them highly if they have a lot of accomplishments or we judge them as inferior to us if they've made a lot of mistakes. But here's the thing. We all sin. We all sin. Okay, we all have made mistakes. And if you don't think you have, then, baby, put that pride down a little bit because you have. And what, it, what is sin? That's a big word that everybody always says. Everybody sins. Sin is any, literally anything that separates you from God. And so we all sin. Most likely every day we all sin, whether it's in a big way or whether it's in a small way. So I kind of just want to read, actually, um, a verse real quick. And I read this the other day. Literally, I just read this the other day, and um, I started reading it to my husband because I was like, wow, I mean, my mind is just blown. I'm actually going to read, like, a little passage. Um, So I hope that I keep your attention. But it says, Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. This is James chapter 2, starting in verse 5. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? I mean, just think about that. Think about how you think about the poor people. Or how you've heard others say stuff about the poor people, especially on Facebook. Like, come on, guys. Um, And it goes on to say, But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? So Jesus said, I'm not judging anybody off their accomplishments. Usually the people with the least accomplishments are the most humble and the most faithful. Okay, so it goes on to say, Yes, indeed. It is good when you obey the royal law as you found in the scriptures. Because what happens is in the Old Testament, they were given these laws. And people were trying to obey the laws. They felt an obligation to obey the laws. But what happened is they became so focused on, does this fit inside the law or does this not fit inside the law? And so focused on, are they doing the right thing? that they stopped having faith and they stopped um, worshiping God. And it just became, again, more of an obligation than a relationship with our Creator. So I just want to put that in there. So it says, It is good to obey the, the law. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? But, this is verse 9 now, But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. Did y'all hear that? It says, if you favor some people over others, you're committing a sin. So if you were just listening to me saying that everybody sins and you're like, I don't think I sin, I'm pretty sure you prefer some people over others. And he's literally saying that's a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. But we're not hopeless. Okay, because it says in, in verse 10, for the person who keeps all of the laws except for one is as guilty as the person who has broken all of God's laws. Basically saying, don't judge. Because if you're judging, like, you're the same as the person. You're the same as anybody else. For the same God who said, you must not commit adultery, also said, you must not murder. So if you murder someone, but do not commit adultery, you have still broken the law. 
So no sin is greater than the other. So stop judging. It's basically, that's my cliff notes. Okay. But these next two verses are what, really what got me like, what? And so it says in, in verse 12, So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that set you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. That's the part that got me right there. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. So basically, we're all sinning. So if you're going to look at somebody and say that that he's not qualified or that that he's not welcome here or he's just he's just too far gone to have any tip for any help to come to him. He's just too far gone. Are you showing mercy towards that person? It says there will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy for others. We've all sinned, right? So the main thing God is looking at is our heart. Are we we all sinned? We, we all sin every day. So is it fair for me to not show mercy to somebody because I think that their sin is greater than mine or I think that they have sinned more than me? And so the last thing it says here in verse 13 is, but if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. So we're going to get judged either way because we all sin, right? But if we show other people mercy then we will be shown mercy for our sins. And again, they all add up to be the same to God. So that really just mind blows. That's, that was just mind blowing to me. And I, again, invite you to kind of meditate on that. That was James chapter 2, starting in verse 10 and going to verse um, 13. And so that just shows me that God looks at our, our hearts more than he ever looks at our actions. And it says to me, wait a second, being a Christian is not about walking a perfect line. Because he clearly says that we can't be perfect. Nobody but Jesus is perfect. And what is more important to him is how we treat others. How powerful would it be if we collectively said, I will not judge this person based on their past. I have been shown mercy for my mistakes so that I may continue to grow, right? Because if we don't feel like we've gotten mercy for our mistakes, we, again, identify ourselves by our mistakes. So we think that, oh, I've done this, so I'll never be able to do this. Okay, but we, are, we have been shown mercy so that we may continue to grow. Oh, I, since I've been shown mercy... I am going to show mercy to everyone I meet, even murderers, so that they are not identified by their actions, but they are identified by their heart and their potential. How amazing would that be if all of us looked at people like that? I'm going to identify by their heart and their potential, not their actions. Guys, I've seen with my own eyes the church judging and ridiculing people. So from that, people have totally written off the idea of God and Jesus because of the judgment of people who call themselves Christians. That's why I, I think it's just mind-blowing that, that some Christians act in such a judgmental way. Um, but that just shows me, you know, 
again, that's their actions, but that just shows me that maybe they haven't haven't grown close to God in a while. Maybe they're dealing with things that we don't know about that has caused them to move move far away from God, and they're not remembering, hey, i got to show mercy to other people. So I'm not judging the people who do judge others, but I'm just saying how awesome would it be if we all would look at people based on their potential and their heart and not their actions. And so I'm going to read one more verse. <laughs> It's going to come from um, Second Timothy chapter 2, right? Because a lot of, and the reason for me to um, come up with this verse is just because I feel like a lot of people who call themselves Christians um, judge others, and I just think that's crazy. Um, and again, it pushes people away. Um, so if you've been pushed away from somebody like that, forgive them, for they do not know. Um, Christianity does so much more than that, and that's not what you should be doing as a Christian. Um, So 2 Timothy 2 says, and starting in verse um, 23, it says, Don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. And they're saying this because people were fighting against, well, if you do this and do this and do this, are you sinning? Or are you should you even be a part of the church? And all this stuff. It says, A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and get this right here, be patient with difficult people. That's a hard one, because a lot of times, even when we're trying to minister to someone, or if we are trying to look at people's hearts, they go back, and they keep messing up, and they keep messing up, and they keep messing up, and they're being difficult, And sometimes it's easy for us to write them off and say, okay, well, you know, there's no hope for this person. But Jesus doesn't see us that way. How many times have you went back? I know I have. I have repented to the Lord and then went back and did what I wanted to do and then came back and repented to the Lord and then went back and did what I wanted to do. And each and every time he's met me with forgiveness and mercy and says, you are not your actions. You are your heart and your potential. And so be patient with difficult people. That's a hard calling, but that's what it says. And it says, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. This is also a powerful part. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts. We cannot change anybody. We can love them. And that's the, I feel like that's the main part of the gospel is, is to love others. And yes, they may be difficult and we are never going to be able to change their hearts. But we can gently instruct them. We can gently instruct them, and then we can pray to God that they will change the people's hearts because He's the only one who honestly has the power to do it. And so I have a lot more to, to say about this stuff, but um, we can save that for the rest of the episodes. But my main thing here is I want you to challenge the way that you've seen the church. If you've written off Christianity um, or the church or anything like that because of the way people have treated you or judged you, um, I just challenge you to do a couple of things. So 
I have three things that I want you to do this week or that I challenge you to do this week. One is I want you to challenge what you currently think or believe about God. And I want you to pray for Him to reveal His purpose for your life and His purpose for sending His Son, Jesus. Okay, I want you to experience that yourself. Okay? Second, I want you to read your Bible. That's literally the the biggest step I feel like you can take to really understanding what Christianity is. And so to do that, I recommend the First 5 app, but there are a lot of other tools that can help you to understand the Bible. And then the last thing I want you to do is if you didn't get anything from this episode, I hope that you got the basic essentials that being a Christian is not just something that one decision and you're done. It's a daily process of asking God to, asking God to show us our hearts and to show us, hey, and challenge yourself in the things that you do. Am I doing this out of love? Is the way that I'm speaking right now, is that coming from a place of love? Is the way that I'm looking at this person, is that coming from a place of love? Is the is what I'm doing right now, are my actions coming from a place of love? Love of God, love of others. Um, so I think it's really important to just challenge ourselves to, and ask God to show us our hearts. And I think that's truly where true last time I'll say it, transformation comes in, is if everybody took the time to say, God, show me my heart. And before we spoke or before we acted or before we judged anybody, we would look at ourselves and we would say, am I doing this out of love? And I just feel like the world would be such a better place if we did that. So I challenge you to do that today. And I just want you to walk away here knowing that God does not look at us for our actions. He looks at our heart and he is the one who has the power to change our hearts. Right now, all that you have is a head knowledge like I did my whole life growing up until 2020. If all that you have right now is a head knowledge of who God is, I hope that you can find a heart knowledge by digging into his word and by engaging him in prayer. And speaking of heart knowledge, that just brings to mind a song that goes a little something like this. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To get a better rendition of that, go ahead and go listen to Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. It's an oldie but a goldie. Um, And go worship the Lord for the rest of your week. I'll see you back here next Thursday.